0: Welcome to Pickaxe and Roll, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn, at Blackburn on Twitter. It is Wednesday night as I am recording this following. The Denver Nuggets lost to the Oklahoma City Thunder in a game where Denver starters played a bunch of minutes and sort of looked hapless against a really, really, really bad team. The Oklahoma City Thunder are not good, and the Nuggets... They sort of played like it. They sort of played with their food, didn't really take this thing seriously. And I think we saw what sort of becomes of that for this particular team. When they don't have Jamal Murray, when they are trying to play people up a a position in the rotation because of that, you don't have as much of a leeway to get away with bad efforts or to get away with bad execution, even against the bad teams in the league. So it was just a preseason game. Don't get me wrong. This isn't fully an indication of what's going to happen in the regular season. I do not believe that. But what I will say is just not good habits. It's not good to continue to see games like this where Denver, especially without Murray, they struggle to get up for some of these early season games against bad opponents. We saw this with the Sacramento Kings last year. And I think we might see some other stuff uh, against some bad teams again. The reason why Denver was so good against bad teams last year towards the end of the year was because those teams knew they were bad by that point. At the beginning of the season, nobody knows they're bad. You might have an inkling, but you owe it to yourselves. You owe it to your teammates to really try and to try to see what you can do. And The Oklahoma City Thunder, they were trying. They were doing their best. They're trying to aspire to be a team like Denver, and the way that the Nuggets, ha- Nuggets handled this, I, uh, I don't know how seriously they're taking it, and I'm sure that Michael Malone was he's not very thrilled about how this is going to go. So, First segment, we're going to talk about the starters. Second segment, we'll talk about the bench. Third segment, I'll do concern levels for every player in the rotation, and actually we'll do some ones beyond that as well. Uh, so let's talk about the starters. And I thought this was the big story of the game. Monte Morris, Will Barton, Michael Porter, Aaron Gordon, Nikola Jokic. This is the group that's going to lead Denver. This is the group that there there is nobody else. This is the team. This, this is the starting five that without Jamal Murray, this group has to be really good. And they just, they were fine. They were pretty good at the beginning. And then I think they, I mean, it's, it's hard to tell with these things sometimes because the effort wasn't great throughout, the execution, the want to wasn't great throughout, but was that just because this was preseason? Was it because they knew they were facing a bad team? Was it, it more indicative of other things? I don't know. I, I can't answer those questions without seeing it more. But what I will say is that that it just, it's just tough to fully gain a picture of what this group is going to look like if they aren't giving their maximum effort. And it really didn't look like they were tonight. It was good to see Will back in action. He missed a bunch of time ever since rolling his ankle second day of training camp. Good to see him back out there. Played well overall. I thought that some of the shots, especially later in the later in the game, sort of an indication of fatigue, of trying to get back into the swing of things. And He played pretty well early while the energy levels were high, but his first extended game action since he was back, uh, I'm not surprised that he kind of tailed off towards the end. But fact is, he had 11 points, eight rebounds, I think four assists, maybe three at halftime. And that's a great sign. You want somebody like that to be involved, to continue to have their imprint on the game in the ways that he knows how. And Will Barton has always been a quality rebounder. For a small forward, when he was out there, he held his own as best as he possibly could. Now he's moving to shooting guard, and you hope that he continues to pick up Michael Porter, Aaron Gordon, Nikola Jokic. And then that way, when he gets the rebound, they can immediately go and run. They can immediately go and get into position for running some offense. So good to see him back. Uh, he's clearly not shy about that quick trigger trigger finger still. Um that's just Will. That's just who he is. Defense of his wasn't great tonight. Thought he and MPJ were the weak links in that starting unit. Uh, but he's still working his way back. So going to cut him cut him some slack on that for sure. Jokic was pretty passive, I thought, in this game. I thought that there were definitely more opportunities for him to go look to score. Uh, still finished with like 22-12-5, and five, I think the line was. Uh Yeah, 22, 12, five, three steals, one block, two turnovers. One of them was just kind of fumbled away a post-possession. I don't even remember what the other one was, but didn't really matter. Uh, I thought that he was pretty good. Like, he was definitely in regular season form, MVP form. He, that is not going away. I think that he clearly knew there were certain objectives in this game, and his objective was not to destroy... Derek Favors, Isaiah Roby, guys like that who guarded him, he could definitely do that in his sleep. He doesn't have to prove that he can do that. Probably should have had more assists than he did. Uh, That's more of an indication of Denver missing shots than anything, but uh, it is what it is. Thought this was a really bad Michael Porter Jr. game. Um, 15 points on 14 shots is fine. It's not the same efficiency that he normally plays with, and I think it's more of an indication that when he does that and then does literally nothing else, uh, that's a problem. 24 minutes, he did grab six rebounds, and there were a couple of nice ones, uh, even with that second unit, that I thought that he did a nice job of grabbing and then going. A problem that you run into is that he had an offensive foul trying to kick out, not trying to kick out, but when he's in his shooting motion. He tries to swing his body around as much as possible so that he can contort and get on balance. Uh, But when he does that, he kicks out his lower leg a bunch. And as it turns out, this year in particular, that is going to get called more frequently as an offensive foul. Now, it's not something that he tries to do. Uh, A lot of players try to kick out in order to draw a foul. Michael Porter rarely does that. Uh, especially when he's trying to swing his legs around. He's just trying to get his balance. Uh, But it may just not matter. It may be a situation where he needs to figure out how to shoot in those situations without kicking out as much as he does. He's a very full body shooter in that regard, where he has to get his whole body online, has to get his whole body into the shot, jumps very high on his release. And because of that, when he's moving side to side, he generally kicks out a lot. So that's going to be an adjustment for him, and he's, he's probably going to have to work on that at least a little bit. Um, it's hard to work on that muscle memory, though, especially when you're a 44% three-point shooter. Why would we change your form? It's really tough. So, But that wasn't really the issue, is that he didn't get involved at all defensively and actually was an active negative on that end tonight. And then this is another game where he has zero assists. And I thought that Michael Malone mentioned this, that one of the reasons why he didn't like some of Denver's threes tonight was that there were just one pass and shoots, zero passes and shoot possessions where the players would come down the floor and immediately try to score themselves. I think that Michael Porter is a very large uh, uh, problem there because he likes to get those shots up, and he has no conscience in those cases. And If there was just one a game, then it would be fine, but he did it about three or four times to the point where, especially in the fourth quarter, I think he actually got benched for it, and Michael Malone had said, instead decided to put in Bones Highland, um, give him an opportunity. It was not a great situation, and, and Porter, I know he has a lot of pressure on his shoulders. He's carrying that pressure, wants to be as great as possible. This is not the way to be great. The way to be great is to let the offense come to him and let Nikola Jokic work for him because that's what Jokic does. He wants to do that. So I hope that they can figure it out because if he's going to be the same level of player that he was on higher volume this year, it's going to need to come with some additional... Playmaking and additional responsibility, being able to do things at a high level that he just wasn't doing before. So we will see. And then Aaron Gordon. Um, This was a bad Aaron Gordon game as well. Uh, The shots didn't go down, but it also was just the fact that he didn't really get involved in the other areas where he needs to be involved on offense as a cutter, as a screener, uh, rolling hard to the basket going for offensive rebounds, only had two rebounds today. Both of them were on the defensive end, had two assists, didn't have any turnovers, but the shot wasn't going down and it really felt like he was invisible out there. And that's an issue. He can't be invisible in these games. He has to find a way to impact. Because if he doesn't, then it's going to look like that contract is pretty bad until Jamal Murray comes back, and then you can reevaluate after that point. But Gordon needs to find his role, and he needs to find it as more of a defensive guy. I don't think that he did that today. Let's take a break. When we come back, we are going to discuss the bench lineup and ongoing concerns with that group as well. We will be right back. All right, we're back. Pickaxe and roll. Ryan Blackburn here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's talk about the bench units and why it remains mostly bad. Um, We've had other situations where Bull Bull has been involved multiple times. Uh, They went to a lineup that included Faku, Bones, and Austin Rivers in the last game. And then in this game, we hear prior to, uh, in pregame, that Jermichael Green rolled his ankle in practice or, or twisted his ankle, whatever, and that he wasn't going to play tonight. Rather than going to one of the young bigs to play two bigs next to the three guards that are probably going to be out there, Michael Malone decided to go with four guards with Faku, Bones Highland, Austin Rivers, and PJ Dozier. PJ was the sixth man. He came in first, uh, came in for Michael Porter, and then MPJ actually came back in uh, to close the first quarter, but just was so bad, and that unit was so bad, uh, both him and that unit together, uh, where I think that he just decided, Michael Malone just decided to go with Austin Rivers instead, although that might have been the plan all along, I'm not sure, Um, on an aside. Michael Porter, one of the turnovers that he had that wasn't kicking out his legs. It was just losing the ball uh, while dribbling and he was trying to make a move or maybe not even trying to make a move, but he just kind of lost control. And you can't have that happen because it doesn't give anybody confidence in your abilities that you can handle more of the load as a decision maker, as a playmaker on the offensive end. It's just not going to fly. So I hope that he gets that scored away, but rather than go with him with the bench unit, they ultimately went with four guards and Jeff Green, and it was pretty clear that they were small out there, pretty clear that they didn't have that much of an impact uh, from a size perspective, and they couldn't score anyway. Despite the fact that they were spreading the floor five out, Faku, Bones, Rivers, PJ, and, and Uncle Jeff Green, it really didn't feel like they were getting anywhere on offense. And I I have to think that some of the floor dynamics are probably the reason. You have Jeff Green, who is screening and popping most of the time. He's more of a pick and pop big, trying to go five out. But then you surround him with four other players that are also playing on the perimeter that don't really know how to cut well, that aren't like Dozier knows how to cut well. But the other guys are still trying to figure it out. And I'm just not sure how that lineup is ever going to be good at all. And I think that Michael Malone has probably seen the last of it, unless he decides to not trust any of his other bigs. Um, The offensive process with that bench group just wasn't very good. And and given that they were so small, they couldn't really make up for it at all defensively. So they were bad initially. Uh, They figured out some stuff in the third and fourth quarter. but. It just wasn't a good unit. And to be frank, I'm not really sure what purpose Austin river serves in that unit. Uh, took two shots, stopped the ball a lot where he was in the process of about, about to catch the ball and then shoot. But then instead of catching and shooting, he caught and faced up and wanted to play his little face up game where he jab steps, jab steps, kind of like a three point shooting mellow. Um, But it just wasn't productive at all. You got to move the ball and you got to make quick decisions. And Austin Rivers sort of just slowed that down. And I don't think his defense has been anything really to write home about to the point that Denver could really make up for some of those things. Now, Bones Highland tonight wasn't a good defender. He fouled several times, and a lot of it was because he's undersized. And because when he's switching out a lot, that's an issue. But you switch out a lot when you're playing four guards than Jeff Green. There were a lot of times where Bones got matched up with somebody bigger, just couldn't really deal with it, but it wasn't like there was anybody else big that could really handle that. Like P.J. Dozier is big enough, but were you going to let Faku do it? Austin Rivers? Neither of those guys were helpful in any way, shape, or form on the interior. So I don't really put those fouls all on Bones Highland. I think that he'll learn, and I thought he got caught with his hand in the cookie jar one time and one of the others wasn't great, like uh, from a like a decision standpoint on the ref, but it is what it is. I just don't think that this is a lineup that's ever going to be used. I think it means that Jeff Green, he's or Jemichael Green, excuse me, he's very important to the rotation. Just gives them kind of a foundational big that they can play, uh, and that would be really helpful. I'm a little bit concerned about PJ Dozier. This was his first time back with that bench group and just didn't have the same steady and impact uh, laden performance that he usually had with the starters. Inefficient shooting, not the same level of impact on defense, had zero assists. Uh, Faku was controlling the ball a lot with that group. Bones made some decisions, but really, it really was Faku a lot uh, from the perspective of. He's going to try to set everything up and then let others create off of that, but I'm not sure that it was super productive in any way, shape, or form. It was going to be a bad Jeff Green game, uh, but things turned around a bit in the second half, got some shots up, made a nice dunk, uh, hit a couple threes, had 15 points on eight shots, but only, I think, how many rebounds did he have? Yeah, three rebounds in 18 minutes as the center. That's just not going to be good enough. Um, And then he also had five turnovers and five fouls and a couple screening fouls, a couple offensive fouls, push-offs, a couple situations where he just didn't want to run. And maybe he'll give better effort execution in the regular season and you just hope that this is an aberration. But pretty sure that he's been a low rebound guy in every single game that Denver has played so far. It wasn't the step back game for Bones. Like, I don't think that this was a bad game by any stretch of the word. He had 12 points, four of nine shooting, two of six from three. So he was basically two of three from inside the arc, two of six outside. Got fouled on a three-point shot, went two of three from the line. Three assists, one turnover, did have the four fouls, like I said, but uh, also had a block, a, a really nice block, just a good defensive play, good solid play there. Um, hmm. yeah, I I don't think if this is just the baseline performance for Bones, where this is just kind of what you generally expect from him, that's pretty good. Gave you double digit points off the bench, gave you three assists, gave you a good situation where you could kind of build the rest of your offensive lineup around it. You're just going to need other production from guys. Jeff Green had 15. Bones had 12. PJ Dosher had eight. That's probably not enough. Faku had four on six shots. Faku has not had a good shooting preseason. He's actually been horrendous shooting the basketball. Um, did have a couple steals here or there, but I'm kind of worried about Faku. I think that if I were to sort of rank which guards I have the most confidence in right now, uh, I think. Man. Barton probably first, then Morris, then Bones. No, no, no. Then Dozier, then Bones, then Faku after that. I think there's a reason for that. I think that when you put Faku in a situation where other guys can also make decisions around him, it kind of does them a disservice by just putting the ball in Faku's hands because it, it sort of turned Bones into just a spot up isolation shooter turn Dozier into a different version of himself as opposed to somebody who runs good amounts of pick and roll. Denver needs two bigs with that second unit. I think that that's pretty clear, unless one of the bigs is Michael Porter, in which case you could go Porter and Jeff Green, or Porter and Jemichael Green. Uh, I think you'd be fine with that. But I was kind of surprised that they didn't stagger Porter and continue to do that. They put in Austin Rivers, Michael Malone did, and I just don't think it really served any purpose for what Denver was trying to do. So we'll see. We'll see whether that changes up for this next game. Um, Yeah, I, I think that this is more of a situation where Denver's starters are they're still just trying to figure it out with, with Will Barton, with Michael Porter. They're trying to be in a good situation where everybody gets their touches. But ultimately, it's going to come down to Jokic, and it's going to come down to whoever his pick-and-roll partner is, or DHO partner. And so that's probably going to be mostly Porter and Barton in those cases, going to be Morris sometimes. But ultimately, Jokic isn't going to just take 11 shots in games like these. He's going to take 16, 18, 20, somewhere close to that. I think he's going to go up in usage. I think that everybody's going to be pretty happy with that except for maybe Porter. Um, But then if that's the case, then they could stagger Porter and Porter will get his shots with the second unit. So Denver's going to have to figure it out. They've got a lot of things to figure out soon. This was a step back, like Michael Malone said. Um, I'm not sure whether they're going to be able to make it work, but it would be nice to see a good bounce-back performance tomorrow night. Let's take our final break. When we come back, we are going to go over concern levels for every player that's really played uh, significant minutes thus far. We'll be right back. Pickaxe and Roll, Ryan Blackburn here. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you could rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, that would be super cool. Uh, I'm going to continue to do some good stuff with Denver Stiffs. Uh, We should have our big season previews come out next week. So keep an eye out for those. Should be a lot of fun. Okay. Concern levels. I'm basically going to go on a scale of one to 10 through the entire roster, outside of the two two-way contract guys and Jamal Murray who uh, there's no reason to to rate a concern level right now for any of those guys really so there are 14 others let's get to them let's start with the starters as a whole um, rather than go individuals let's go with the starting units on a scale of 1 to 10 10 being kind of a fire alarm burn this place down everything is going to be really really bad Uh, this is a three. The starting unit is going to figure things out. They have the talent to be able to do it. I am not concerned. In, In each of the first three games, the starters were very good, or at least there were really good signs from the starting group. Jokic will get them in gear. It's just about making sure that everybody's going the same direction. Everybody's roles are understood. And when you introduce Barton into it, Who's going to be probably your third leading shot taker? Then it's going to change up things a little bit. So I'm not really concerned. I do think that there is something to be said about hey, this is the Oklahoma City Thunder and they kind of sucked. Uh, but I'm not going to hold too much stock in that. I think that would be a bad decision. Michael, Por- or let's go, let's go, Jokic first. On a scale of one to ten, the concern level for Jokic is a zero. Pretty pretty easy, like pretty simple. Next guy, Michael Porter. On a scale of one to ten, his concern level is a three for me. Uh, I do think that this was just kind of a a feeling out performance a little bit. I'm not happy with the defensive production. I do think that that is something that Denver's going to have to to look at uh, because he's going to need to be a better defender if they're going to struggle offensively a bit. So. I hope that they can figure it out. I hope that he can figure it out. Uh, But I do have faith in him. Like, I think that his his overall offensive and defensive process is generally pretty good. It's just about executing. It's just about staying focused and locking into what the team asks of him. So he will be able to execute that. I do think so. Aaron Gordon, he is at a four out of ten. I'm not really – like it's just a little bit more just because you could see some of the holes, some of the uh, imperfections from last year. Uh, 0 of 3 from three-point range tonight, Uh, 1 of 8 from the field. That means he was 1 of 5 from two-point range, even with Jokic going up against him, even though he's going up against guys like Darius Baisley and uh, I don't know, whoever else, the – the Thunder throwing out there during his minutes. It really was just Darius Baisley for the most part, uh, who was pretty impressive tonight and thoroughly outplayed Aaron Gordon. That's not a great sign. Three points, two rebounds, two assists. You don't like to see that from the guy that you just handed basically 90 million. So he'll have to figure it out. But I do think that he can. I just have slightly more concern about that than I do Porter. Will Barton is a three. Uh, glad to see that he's healthy. Still want to see him be a little bit more efficient, but I do think that as he gets into rhythm, he could definitely do that. Monte Morris, he's also a four. Uh, a little, slightly, little bit more concern. Uh, thought that he handled things pretty well uh, tonight, though just one assist, one block. He did have a block. There was a good defensive play there. Um Nine points on eleven shots for him. I really did think that he got a uh, he had two threes, but it says that he has one. Um, Yeah, he'll be fine. It's just about making more shots. Like his overall offensive process was good. Uh, Defensively, he was just fine, not great. Uh, He's going to have to be better than fine. The bench as a whole, right now, on a scale of one to ten, I think they're a seven uh, in terms of concern level. I would have been lower uh, before this game, but this is now four times in a row, four games, where the bench has just been sort of a letdown for Denver. They don't have a lot of talent there, clearly. Uh, Actually, that's not true. They do have talent. I believe in P.J. Dozier as a talent. I believe in Bones Highland as a talent. I think that Jamichael Green and Jeff Green are good floor raisers. Um, Jeff Green, a little bit more of a ceiling raiser because of his ability to switch a little bit more. But in terms of just being a functional regular season unit, there's a lot of pressure on Dozier, Highland, and uh, Faku to be able to do more than what they've shown. Bones has shown it a little bit, PJ's shown it a little bit. Still waiting on Faku a little bit, and we'll get to him. Bones, my concern level for him is a 5 out of 10, uh, just because, hey, he's a rookie. There there could be some learning curves here, and I do think that at his size, if Denver's looking to go with multiple other guards, there are going to be situations where Bones is in a really bad spot defensively. So hopefully they can give him a better situation going forward, where maybe they go with a couple bigs instead of this. Maybe they go a couple bigs and Michael Porter Then Dozier and Highland, that would be great. Um, I want to see some of those different looks just so that we can see whether Bones is going to be a defensive liability or not. I do think that he's further along than I thought that he would be, uh, but that doesn't mean that he's good. P.J. Dozier, concern level is still a three. He's going to be a big role player for this Nuggets team. Uh, He's earned a lot of credit over the course of the first three games that he played. And then this one just shot didn't go in as much. Maybe didn't handle the ball as much in a, in a position to creep for others as he probably could. Uh, that's not his fault. Faku Kompazo for me is an 8 out of 10 in terms of concern level. This isn't necessarily like a dig at Faku's talent or anything like that. It's clear that he's a talented player. The problem with Denver is that I just don't know if he has the right skill set for what they need. Like, he needs to be able to shoot, first and foremost. He's made like one three, maybe two, all preseason. Uh, The efficiency hasn't been there. He's airballed multiple threes. Teams aren't really guarding him. They're sagging into the paint. So when he doesn't have the ball, the only time that he's really shooting is when he's wide open. And then on the off, like uh, there's just so many other concerns with this particular unit that when you when you get into things with bones and Dozier and whatnot, those guys aren't like you don't want them to be purely outside shooters, but that's what they're going to be turning into if if Faku is the primary point guard all the time. He needs to be able to play off ball a little bit. The pr- the problem is that he just doesn't have any off ball gravity right now, so. I'm not sure what it's going to look like. I think that Faku, He secretly could be in line for. uh, Going to the bench. And if Denver goes to a nine man rotation. Then perhaps Bones is one of the guys out there. And not Faku. That would probably kill Michael Malone. But you don't want them to be in a situation where. He's just playing Composite because he likes him. Uh, I think that. Faku not having Jermichael Green tonight, uh, that definitely hurts because those two have developed a really good chemistry. So maybe this is a little bit too premature, but I, I'm watching Faku over the course of this time. That if you want Bones to be good, if you think that he has a potential to be starting caliber, star caliber, whatever, then he's got to play. Especially because he's earned it. So we'll see. Jeff Green concern level is a six out of ten. Uh, I just need to see more rebounding out of him, and I see I, I need to stop seeing him foul people offensively. That would be that would be great from a screening foul perspective. Um. Also, when he does catch the ball, when he doesn't shoot, him kind of stepping into fifteen footers or going off the dribble and hitting step backs and things like that. I'm not a big fan of that as functional offense as well. That's probably not going to work. So he's going to need to find a better solution and want to see him drive all the way to the rim as much as he possibly can. And then Jamichael Green is the kind of the, the wrapping up of the bench here. Five out of 10 for him. Um, actually, I got four out of 10 for him. He seems like a guy who he knows his role. He's going to play 15 to 20 minutes every night uh, the minutes that he's going to get are going to be functional. They're going to be helpful, and as long as it's not a really bad matchup for him, he should be a positive most nights. Austin Rivers, seven out of ten. He's probably out of the, out of the rotation, in my opinion. That if everybody's healthy, Sans Murray, I think Austin Rivers is probably out. How he responds to that, I don't know. Uh, perhaps he's a better fit with. Uh, Bones and PJ than Faku is, and so maybe they give that a try at times. Uh, but it would be a pretty big declaration by Michael Malone if he went that route. Bull, Bull, Zeke, Najee, each get nine out of ten. The fact that Michael Malone didn't go to either of those guys and instead went to a four guard lineup against the Oklahoma City Thunder is not a great sign on where those guys are at in the rotation where those guys are at in Michael Malone's trust level. That's not great. And then Flacco Chanchar, 8 out of 10. He also didn't get the the nod here, but I think that he's probably somebody who's pretty close or much closer than, uh, than Bowl or Zeke at this point to be getting that nod. He will probably get an opportunity if Jermichael Green isn't healthy by the opener. Wouldn't surprise me if Flacco Chanchar was out there and was a part of the rotation. All right, that's pretty much it for me. Uh, I think that this is probably over an overreaction in general from me, just because there's there have been some good signs, but the fact is is that this team is zero four in the preseason. They haven't done things well all the time. There have been some good signs, and they've they've checked most of the boxes in terms of what you'd want to see. Jokic had a great game. Porter had a great game at times um, throughout this throughout this preseason is what I mean. Gordon has shown some overall improvements. Dozier's shown some improvements. Will Barton's back. Monte Morris is healthier. Bones Highland has proven himself. There's There's been a lot to like, but it just hasn't really come together yet. So I hope that they can figure it out. I don't expect that they will figure it out on Thursday. My guess is that Jokic, Porter, Gordon, and Monte will all sit. I believe that they'll all probably be out. I uh, don't think that there's any real tangible reason for them to play in a back-to-back. I think it just adds to their workload, and that's just its not something you want to do before the season actually opens. So hopefully Mike Malone does the, the right call here and doesn't play his main guys a bunch of minutes. On a back-to-back, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm as curious as everybody else is. That'll do it for this episode of Pickaxe and Roll, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. Uh, really appreciate all the love and support. We'll be back after tomorrow night's game, and that'll be the wrap on preseason. I'm really, really looking forward to the end of it at this point. Let's get into the actual season here real soon. Thank you so much, everyone. We'll talk to you guys very soon.